Okay, I think the microphone's set up. Okay, that works. All right. So oh. we are uh, we are here at the 100 of something podcast episode number 22. Ooh, the Wild Bunch. Interesting. Yes. Okay. What's the, the What's the, the Wild Bunch about? The Wild Bunch is number 79 mm-hmm. on the AFI top uh, 100 movies of all times 10th anniversary edition. Nice. It is quite nice. Um, the Wild Bunch is uh, Sam Peckinpah's ode to turn-of-the-century bandits. Eh, maybe not bandits. Bank robbers? Thieves of the highest order. So it's a cowboy movie? Yes. Hmm. Yes. What what year did it come out? Set against... 1969. 1969? Yes. Okay. And it is set against the backdrop of the the, uh, Pancho Villa, uh, the war that Pancho Villa was waging on the government of Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't say it's similar to what's going on today in Mexico, but, you know, with the drug the drug wars and all that stuff. But um, just no strangers to conflict down there. Gotcha. At this point, hmm. so this is uh, slightly before, or maybe just after the United States intervened. It's one of the ones I'm not too familiar with. Mm. We sent some troops down in there for a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, yeah, this movie is often derided as uh, just an ultra-violent um, uh, blood fest that doesn't really tell a story so much as just offer an excuse for extended period dozens and dozens of shootouts and blood spray Mm-hmm. So, um, along with the, uh, the just in honor of that, uh, along with our, at Mr. Bowen and at the underscore fro, uh, <laughs> Twitter accounts, I've created a new, uh, Twitter account. Ketchup Guns. At Ketchup Guns. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna start tweeting from that account every time there's a, a big bloody explosion. Nice. So, there should be quite the, uh quite the festival of, of blood on this uh, on this particular podcast. Nice. So yeah, that should be um, a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, what else about this movie? Um, it stars uh, William Holden and Ernest Borgnine and Robert Ryan, um, who were all... It's all kind of a... a not an end of their careers kind of movie, but uh, getting pretty close. Getting pretty close. Uh, William Holden had been big in the in the fifties and early sixties. Yeah. Um, Robert Ryan was huge in the forties, um, and in the and into the fifties. Um, and Sam Peckinpah at this point had made this was his uh, I think this was his second um, at least big cowboy type film. Oh yeah. Um, so, and it, I, I gotta say, it's, it's a classic, um, and it's one of those ones that, although it was, you know, bloody, and there was, um, you know, plenty of, of gore and cursing and stuff, this one did make, uh, a lot of TV, oh yeah, uh, appearances, yes, huh. and, um, so it it 
So, oh, okay, so Ride the High Country, uh, Major Dundee. So this is like a sixth or eighth director credit. It looks like... Lots of TV. He did a lot of TV. It looks like after that uh, movie, he did a lot of TV. uh, Before and after. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... So, um, having a good time with this one. It should be. It should be pretty exciting. So, um... Well, that seems kind of lackluster for, for as much as I've actually been anticipating this movie. Um, it uh, It's good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You ready? Shit, let's watch it. So uh, if everybody out there is going to be uh, watching with us, um, I would say that it would be a good time to start right about now. Well, how about that? Oh, my God. Oh. Why? What the hell? Just, oh. What? Okay, so... Why are you groaning? This was a really good movie, but at the same time, it's just... There are some things in it that it's just like, cannot be unseen. <laughs> okay. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay, so they they have a bank robbery that they were set up. You know, they get away and they end up having just a bunch, a big old. Well, let's say basically this movie is this movie is pr- primarily a chase film. Oh yes, definitely a chase film. But it's just the plot is fucking ridiculous. You think? Okay, so these bank robbers that were set up by the former they're, they're, partner, they're robbing a railroad. They're robbing the a railroad. They're, they're, well, they're robbing a the Wells Fargo. Is what they're doing. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, they were set up because the the partner of one of the planners of the heist uh-huh. got arrested, and now he has to work for the government. He's working for the railroad, not and he, the government. And the railroad, but they have sorry. the force of the law on their side. And they know that the robbery's going down, so they set up a what is essentially like an end of movie battle scene at the beginning of the movie. Um, that is true. Yeah. Yes, there is very much a oh they've caught us after chasing us for a long time. Now it's time let's, to let's battle and get the hell out of here. Yeah, and get away. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and and then and then they 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 get away after like a forty five minute gun battle. Um, <laughs> like just twenty seven people apparently there's have like died. Twenty in this. there's twenty some odd twenty twenty five deaths in the first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, exactly. And just rivers of ketchup. And they're just, they're running. Flowing. They're running. There's a couple of scenes of them, like, riding through, like, the Nevada countryside. Uh Uh-huh. And they get to, like, this outpost, and they finally decide that they're going to divide up their money and go. Right. They're separate ways. Yeah, they're in Mexico at that point. Are they? Did they make it? No. Yes, they were in Mexico. No, they didn't make it to Mexico at this point. They didn't make it to Mexico yet. they did. No, no, because right after they discovered that it was Silver Washers, there was a scene where they were were crossing to Mexico. Oh, that's right. They were across the the Rio Grande. So much that happened in this movie. Yeah, okay, so anyway. So many things. So anyway, there is... One of the best parts was, you know, they they unload the bags and the guy picks it up. He's like, "Silver rings, silver rings, no retard." (laughs) Even the audience knew it was fucking washers. Exactly. Um, But but you know, despite all this like ridiculous like gun gun gunfighting and action and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. I cannot get out of my head. Three dudes 
in a steam in a steam room, <laughs> just sitting there drinking and throwing water at each other. And that was like, that was after they had essentially made a deal with the devil. They were gonna go. So okay, so quick plot synopsis, okay. easy peasy. All right, some bad guys. I mean, they're bad guys. They're not the bad guys. It's just one of those, you know. All right, these guys are bad guys, so we're morally we're checking our morals at the door here because these guys are going to do some terrible things. But they're the heroes of the picture. And there's people who are even worse than them chasing them. And they're making deals with people who are even worse than them, the guys that are chasing them. So, you know, okay, so our our, our moral our moral compass is now spinning yeah. at this point. So we're starting the movie with this. So they ride into a town dressed as soldiers. Yeah, that's uh, the other American thing. American Army soldiers. Um, they rob a, a, a railroad uh, uh, office take the payroll, and there's a huge gunfight, they ride out, mm-hmm. half the gang is killed, um, along with half the town, <laughs> and uh, half the people that are chasing, yeah, yeah. chasing them. So they basically, they, they cut the population of this particular area by about half. They shoot them, they shoot them all down. Like, so straight down the big, middle. They use a crowd, they use a, a temperance movement that march. That was awesome. To cover their escape, That's and as awesome. they as they are the the bad the the guys that are chasing them just mow people down left and right, which is you know hilarious and terrible, but hilarious. Uh-huh. So blood shooting out everywhere, people just leaking ketchup from all orifices of their body oh, and gross. many new orifices. Ew. Um, they ride out. They are chased into Mexico by the gang. Um, they meet up with a general who is essentially just a bandit chieftain who has decided that he's going to side with the, the the federal government in Mexico so that he can get guns yep. um, from the government while he fights Pancho Villa, who was another um, Mexican bandit who didn't, it also... didn't, didn't side with the government at the time. Revolutionary. Yes. Hey. hey. Yeah. So, didn't he also... so they make a deal with him to go and rob a train... Wait, so wait, if, take, the gov- if the government is giving them guns, then why do they need more guns? Yeah, that's a good question. Why do they need more they're, guns? They're kind of getting guns from the... They're, they're the they're federal army, but they're not official. So they have uniforms and everything. But they don't have guns. But they need more guns so they can buy. So they've, they've allied with the Germans... Yeah, that's these guys. And like, that's a this Mexican of, German dude shows up. He speaks fluent German. He's not Mexican German. He's a German German. Was he? Was he just he really fucking German, tan? He was a German guy who was speaking Spanish to the Mexicans. The guy in the English. white suit. Yeah. yeah. Was he? He was a German. So was the uh, so was the blonde guy. Was he just the other really really tan? Guy. Then yeah. was that what the deal was? Yeah. Okay. Well, that happens. You well, know, I Germans know. can tan too. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. So they make a deal to go and get rob a train. And get the uh, get the guns from the train, which is a U.S. Army train mm-hmm. um, that's supposed to be guarded by U.S. Army troops. Um, they get the guns. There's a chase, a long chase, uh, to get the guns back to the town to explode. They the, explode a bridge. The the, the Mexicans uh, want to ambush are going to ambush them. Yep. Um, so they they slowly turn the guns over to them for their payment. Um, and then, at the end of the movie, because the Mexican general has mistreated a friend of theirs, um, they go in, and the four the four remaining gang members 
shoot up the rest of the uh, Mexican army. Yeah, with a machine gun that they had with captured. With a machine gun that they had captured, <laughs> had an endless supply of ma- of ammunition, mm-hmm. um, and then they are fucking killed, and um, the bad guys who've been chasing them the whole movie finally catch them. Yeah. Because they're dead. And their corpses, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that is that is the basic plot of The Wild Bunch. Okay. And I gotta say, the, the tagline for this movie um, is pretty awesome, if I can find it here on the site. It is, the land had changed, they hadn't. The earth had cooled, they couldn't. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Seriously? Seriously. So that's the tagline for the film. This is a movie about volcanoes? They came too late and stayed too long. <laughs> if you only want to spend two hours in a movie theater and go home and forget it, stay away from the Wild Bunch. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Suddenly a new West had emerged. Suddenly it was sundown for nine men. Suddenly their day was over. Suddenly the sky was bathed in... What?! The sky was bathed in blood. These are the dumbest lines I have ever seen. I like the land had changed, they hadn't. The earth had cooled, they couldn't. Unchanged men in a changing land. Out of step, out of place, and desperately out of time. Nine men who came too late and stayed too long. Born too late for their own time. Uncommonly significant for ours. Well, you know, because 1969 was a time of revolution, you know. Was it? No, not really. Okay. I want, it, 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 kind of, but not really. A little bit. Until the revolutionaries got in charge and then they became the same old, same olds. Uh, <laughs> Remember also, this movie This movie came out the same year as uh, as uh, Easy Rider. Oh, really? Well, yes. Okay. So we had this and we had Easy Rider. That's, uh, that's nice. That's nice. Okay, so this movie made more sense than Easy Rider. It did significantly. It was it, it had a very clear plot. Yes, everything was easy to follow. Um, I didn't feel like a douchebag whenever I watch it when I was watching it. <laughs> um, okay, no, no, it's very easy to make a movie. You know, whenever you watch a movie, you just feel pretentious while you're watching it. Okay, all right. You're just like I'm watching this, and I don't, I don't like it, but I have to keep watching because. I need to finish a movie. I'm, I'm on assignment. I'm on assignment. <laughs> and I have to talk about it And later. I have to talk about it later. <laughs> it's kind of like how you were when you watched Easy Rider for the first time. Uh, Except... Yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about that. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, The Wild Bunch. Now, you noted something significant, um, I think, uh, at the beginning and then in the beginning of the film and then towards the middle of the film as the, uh, as the, uh, the, ba- the bunch... Yeah, were riding into town, and then as they were uh, r- uh, meeting up with the general for the first time. Yeah, and what was what was the, what were the things? Uh, that the this the whole movie opened up with kids uh, throwing a scorpion into a pile into an ants into an ant hill. Yes, and they basically two scorpions were being basically devoured by these ants. Yes, or attacked, or I guess don't really know how to explain it best, but. They were they were fighting these ants, and it seemed like that that was kind of a metaphor for kind of. Well, it's a metaphor definitely for the end of the movie. Definitely for the end of the movie, if not at least 
for the, the the hint of the end of the movie that they give you at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Where it's you know the the swarming of ants and the two the two big guys, the, the main characters, yeah. fighting off and eventually losing. Yeah. Um. Then there was also uh, so that was significant, like the right. ants, you know, all that stuff. That was that was interesting. And then uh, towards the middle of the film, and this may be complete bullshit. That's just I'm reading into this. But um, that's, those are the best metaphors, are the ones that that you notice that not even the filmmaker. Yeah, and that's that's what I hate yeah. whenever the filmmaker says, "Oh yes, I meant to do yeah, that." Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I meant to do that. But that's how, that's art. Yeah, God. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Anyway, um, but it was the kids. They they had the they had a scene of the kids, and then they panned down to the guys walking through the doorway. Yeah. The kids were up on the high, and they were throwing rocks at the guys that were coming out of the doorway. So I thought it was kind of interesting. It's like, oh, hey, it's like the beginning of the movie. So it's like an insert of, yeah, that's true. It's like an insert of just kids screwing around and being being kids. But it's also, yeah, it's also a metaphor for the for what was happening along that these guys are always getting sniped. They're always getting, you know, there's somebody always chasing them. And yeah, yeah, throwing, yeah, Throwing down, throwing fire down on them. Yes, sort of. It's it's just, it's kind of a, it's a weird thing that I noticed that it's like, nah, nah. Yeah. I'm not really sure if it's meant they meant to do that or if that was just, you know, he told the kids to just do dumb shit. I think even if it was unintentional, it, it works. It makes it, 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 yeah. it works to the benefit of the of the picture. Definitely, definitely. Um one thing I did notice in this film though also besides besides those things is that um there is a lot of <laughs> laughter that just sort of comes out of nowhere. And then everybody yeah. starts laughing. Yeah. It's like what the. It's fuck? like what are you guys? T- why are you laughing? Why I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why are we laughing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's just like, wow, they're doing a lot of laughing. Ah. And there's, you know, there, there's a there's a a pair of uh, actors in this film. Um, ben Johnson, who was also in. Uh, last picture show. Remember the uh, remember the old man who who died, and we said we're halfway through this film, and the only interesting character just died. Snaggletooth. The, no, the old guy. The oh yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey boys, I'm the one that owns the movie picture show thing, and uh, I'm dead. I'm a good guy, but and we went to Mexico, and he died. Yeah, that, that guy. Dude, let's go to the, Me- the only interesting character in that movie at that point. Why is it when everybody goes to Mexico that that character kicks the bucket? That character <laughs> kicks the bucket. <laughs> At least in the, at least in last picture show they got funny hats. I suppose they did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so okay. anyway, so um, so that guy was Ben Johnson. Oh, okay. he's in this movie too, um, playing uh, Tector Gorch, which was the old man. The no, no, no. He was oh. the he was the older of the two brothers. The other one was Warren Oates, the guy ah. that they kept screwing with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I thought looked like. Um, yeah, I don't, rem- I don't remember. I don't remember who it was you said yeah. that he looked like, but I was I was disagreeing with you at the time. Oh, Diedrich Bader. Yeah, it looked like Diedrich Bader. I know. With the with the mustache and the facial hair no. and the no. face. Uh, no, 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 no. But he does look like Sergeant Hulka from Stripes. He does, yeah, because he is. Oh, oh, what snap? Yeah. So our big toe, Sergeant Hulka. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Was in this movie playing playing a dullard. Quite significant. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. Yeah, but uh, he was the one that kept saying, you know, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ride out. I'm just gonna take my share and go. 
I would like. I'd like to go now. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to get out of here. It was actually for being the dullard. He was the one that that actually turned out to be the one the most prescient. Yeah. It's like no, no, we don't want to do this. Yeah, we don't want to do this we gotta job. Go. We got to leave. We got to get out of here. Yeah, you know, let's just cut our losses and go. And then, and then he was he turned he he was uh, he was always looking for a he was always looking for a whore. Yes. And then uh, isn't at, that what he and did? Then, like uh, like Cameron. He's going to marry the first girl he lays. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and he got engaged to one of the... And one of the... One of the whores that the general had... I would like him. you to meet my fiancé. My fiancé. Uh, yeah. So there's other... Um, there's TC and, and Kofer, or mm-hmm. Koffer, who are two of the bad guys that are chasing them down. Yeah. Who are sort of this... They have this running... Uh, this running thing that they do um, where they argue over bodies and who shot who and yeah. you know, I get this this is my this is my hot six and shot this guy down I get his boots yeah I th- that kinda... seemed like that, that was like an attempt to make the characters seem more despicable it really did but it it, it was also I think a uh, a uh, comic comic relief yeah a little bit because there just been every time they did that there had been some sort of bloodbath that is true at, at you know, at that point, um, but uh, yeah. So there's so much happened in this movie. So many things. The gunfights, notwithstanding, which, by the way, okay. So yeah, pretty brutal and also stylized. And it was the '60s, so of course, guys could guys who would get shot once and fall down dead were all on the bad guy's side. Yep. Guys who got shot 14, 15 times and didn't die were on the good guy's side. Good guys also apparently can get dragged behind a car for however the hell, however the hell long. <laughs> That's true. By their arms. That's true. Yes, like Angel the- uh, Angel did, uh, did survive quite a bit of time, but could not survive getting his throat cut. Well, there, there's a limit. I suppose. But I would also like to I would also like to point out that this movie came out only nine years after um, Spartacus. Really? Which had been had been cut in several places, as we mentioned, for being um, significantly violent. For for having when they cut off the dude's arm and oh, the yeah. blood spurted out, ah! and they stabbed the dude in the back and the blood poured out. Yeah. The Legion of Decency was like, nope. I you have to admit though, the there and, was some pretty that, brutal shit in Spartacus though. There was some brutal. Yeah, but these guys are getting shot four, five, six, eight, ten times, and blood is shooting out of them, and they have... Did any of the cowboys get hit by a flaming log? None of the cowboys... That's true. None of the cowboys got hit by a flaming log. And, and were and they running away, and they got run an, over and made me go, ah! None of them had an arm cut off. Yeah. But that wasn't... They blew up horses. Yeah, that they is They blew up that, a that bridge and dropped, like... A dozen horses into into a river with riders with riders on them. Yeah, that must have been a hell of a scene to threw, film. Threw a bunch of horses down a sand dune. Yeah, that's true. Um, I gotta say, Sam Peckinpah does do some serious, um, like slow motion action photography. Yeah, and there's several scenes that get slowed down a little bit um, of riders getting shot off their horses and the horse mm. or the horses getting shot. Yeah, and uh, and falling down. And so that was that was pretty cool, but this movie is also a little bit about um, change. And there were quite a few movies that were made around this time that were about the end of the cowboy era. 
yeah. the beginning of, I guess, the modern mechanized warfare era. So the the um, the Wild Bunch are carrying um, turn of the century shotguns, pump action shotguns, which were kind of a new thing. Yeah. Um, the soldiers were largely carrying bolt action rifles, but the bolt action rifles had larger magazines in them. They weren't single shot where you you know pull the pull the 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 bolt back, put another bullet in, close it, shoot, or have a break a break action breach or something like that. Um, they had magazine fed weapons. Yeah, they had semi automatic pistols. Mm-hmm. They they were all no, carrying. They, they pointed out that the 1911 was something that you could not have. It was illegal to own unless you were associated with the army. Right. The German the German actually pointed that out to them and, and as a are you guys part of the army. Yeah, and they said no. Well, you've got a 1911. You've got a you've got the you've got the Colt though. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I pulled out the wrong pistol. Put Shit. that put that away. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but that that type of um pistol was new to the new to the scene. Yeah. And even though it only had seven shots, it was still it's still much easier to reload than a revolver. Easier to easier to uh, to. Uh, Lay down a lot of fire with, and it had a lot more bullets than, and, a, and it has significantly more bullets than a than a revolver. Only, only seven, five to six shots in a revolver, right? But seven for the for the Colt. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's way. That's okay. that's one anyway. more bullet than the one more. That's right. That's the that is significantly more ammunition. That can be okay. Yeah. So, so there are also machine guns in play in this. Uh, you know, they they have a, a big uh, water cooled. Um, Machine gun that God. they that they capture the from the army. The scene with like the fucking Mexican general picking up the machine gun without a mount. Like, what the fuck was that? That was just people being douchey. Yeah, I guess. No, it was it was. I think what it was intentionally it was intentionally set up to show that these people that the people that they were dealing with were not smart. Ah, okay. And that they were more they were more in. Uh, they were more interested in the firepower than they were in the use of it. To, they have it that uh, they can lay down all this, all this, all these bullets and whatnot. Yeah. Then uh, actually being able to use it. Yeah. Gotcha. So there's there's that um, significance. Significance today relevance um, to today. Uh, we're still that... we're still making we're still making bullet hail. Hail of Bullet Bloodbath yeah, movies. Well, this is kind of... Uh, I don't you know. know. It's like, is this really... This isn't really, like, revolutionary and being excessively violent or anything like that. I mean, it's just kind of a movie about... It's just a kind of a cowboy movie, isn't it? it? It wasn't the first of its kind, but it certainly wasn't the... Uh, and it certainly wasn't the last, but it was a significant step forward in the way that cowboy movies, cop movies action movies were made and viewed um, that, you know, you shoot somebody in blood, we just go, booge! And, yeah, so it's, you know, it's kind of things we've like, gone We've know. gone from this, where you look at it, and it's like, uh, okay, so he's got a bag of blood on him, and the squib goes off underneath it, and it goes, pop, and all the blood just pours out, because we're just essentially just bags of, of liquid Yeah, that if you poke us, we shoot, just blood just pours out. Yep. And stuff like that. So that has also led us to the acceptance of the 300 style where you chop something like that and there's a spray of blood that then floats 
across well, the screen. Okay, so in a stylized. Okay, three hundred <laughs> was definitely stylized. There was not. There's not that much blood in a human body. Well, no, of course not. And there's there's barely that much blood in a in the human body in a Sam Peckinpah film either. <laughs> okay, you know. So, but but also blood isn't blood isn't stored in. Sacks. In three ounce sacks that when you shoot it, it goes and all falls out at the same yeah. time too. Well, okay. so so, it, so that's the thing. It's like oh, so we made these this ultraviolet film, ultraviolet violent film, where you shoot somebody and the blood immediately falls out of them and sprays around and and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah maybe there's a significant amount of that kind of stuff. And and it also has that ketchupy sort of feel that we talked about from the movie from uh, for. Uh, uh, the French Connection, oh, which was yeah. made, you know, three years later, but still had that same sort of that doesn't look like blood. That's like well, it might also pink just, paint that they're yeah. shooting out of people. It that, might also just have been the technology because you know, squibs were probably a fairly new thing when they started making these movies. I don't know what the actual well, history of the squib is. I would actually like to know what that is. Maybe we can look it up and talk about it next time. Let's do that. Um, but uh, the thing is, is. You know, I, I get the feeling that the squib was just a new technology, and you know we were kind of like still trying to figure out how it how we could improve it and stuff like that. So we are gonna have these you know giants looks like these giant sacks of like blood pus like exploding out of us and all this stuff, and that's probably just gonna be how it is because we don't we don't have um, as much experience or control with these. With these devices, okay, it may have just been an equipment issue. Might have been, but we still make them that way. Yeah, but you shoot somebody in a movie. It, people get shot in movies, and even now, and blood shoots out their front and shoots out their back, and yeah, you know, those kinds of things. Well, okay, so let's let's think about it from this point of view. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> okay, that's true, and that's it's, something it's that, that we definitely have to. Definitely have to take into account here. It's a parable about um, the the old having to give way to the new. Yeah, and yeah. Th- th- here's the thing: is that being you know, out of your depth and being um, being out outmatched. Yeah, and still fighting through and not giving up, and yeah. even if it means dying, like a scorpion in a hail of ants, in a yeah. in an ant hill. Yeah. So stop bitching about squibs. No, you stop. Wait, was I? Were you? You, were, you were talking about how... Oh, that's get, true. oh God. Okay, so... <laughs> I, I, I have... A lot of people in this movie died looking like somebody had shot a bottle of ketchup at them. I know, I know. And it hit it, and it, it hit them. I in know. In the face. I know. In the arm. In the leg. In the leg. A lot of leg shots. A lot of leg shots. Um, um, still, nobody has shot the horse. Nobody really... Nobody, it's like, if you're, if you're going up against mounted something... Shoot the mount. They it's do a that. They target. did that. They did that quite a few times in this film. Did they? Okay, yeah. never mind then. Um, the other, the other, this movie also because there's so many bullets that fly around. Yeah. Um, and because it's easier to it's easier to say I'm pointing and shooting at that wall. Those guys on that wall over there, I'm shooting at them. Yeah. So in reality, when you're shooting at a target, you want to aim at the target itself, not what the target is sitting on. Yeah. And so when somebody shoots a machine gun in a movie and you see the bullets run along the ledge that all the guys are behind, yeah. and they all duck, you know, whatever, That it's just that kind of, like, why isn't it, why aren't they hitting the wall behind them? Yeah. You know, why aren't the bullets hitting the wall behind them where you're actually shooting? Yeah. But that's just a, okay, that's what they're shooting at thing, and that's mm-hmm. a movie thing or whatever, and it's just... 
Well, I just I have, but but movies still aren't any better at that. Of course not. Well, I I just I have a list of gripes that people gripe about. Yeah, it's just like I I I don't like it when people complain about how the book is not how the how the how the movie is nothing like the book. Right. It's like it's an artistic. It's a different. It's, it's a different, a different format. It's a different medium. A different Leave medium. it alone. Um, I don't like it when uh, people, unless it's like for comedic value, like we do, um, complain about how the effects looked fake. It's like, of course they're fucking. <laughs> so fake. everybody's annoying except us. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, everyone is annoying except. Well, we unless we like Congress are exempt from our own rules. Yeah. Exactly. See, yeah. yeah. Easy, well, easy. it's just just like when they when they talk about how like oh these explosions weren't explodey enough. <laughs> it's like, are you are you I serious? I do that. I know I you do. I complain about that stuff. I know you do, but you know what? But it's okay when I do. Yeah. Awesome. No, because you're my dad, and you know I have to live with you. Um, <laughs> so okay, so there was there was a movie that came out a couple of years. I'm gonna ago. laugh out of context now. <laughs> 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 okay, so Wild um, Bunch. No, uh, yeah, Wild Bunch. Now, um, no, there was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Um, damn it! Yep. One best picture over Avatar. The the Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. Thank you. Uh-huh. The explosions in the Hurt Locker. Um. Just kind of going off on a quick tangent. The explosions uh-huh. in the Hurt Locker is what I would like to see more of, and we're starting to like realistic explosions. Realistic explosions, right? Dust clouds, big old dust clouds, not these sure. giant Flaming. gasoline fires. Right. It's like no gasoline fires do not look are not well typical explosions. Bombs, bombs don't go off and have explosive fire huge fireball. Because yeah, of the gasoline that's in them. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Anyway, but um, yeah. So Wild Bunch, I. I well, then you're in luck, because when the dynamite goes off in the Wild Bunch... Yeah. ...and blows up the bridges, the bridge abutments... Yeah, it kicked up a huge a shitload of dust. Lots of dust and dirt and no and no real fire. Exactly. Which is nice. Yeah, I like that. It was yeah. just like, oh, this is really good. I like this. So, one of the significant things about uh, the Wild Bunch it is, you know, along with uh, Seven Samurai and many of the films, the... the, the Spaghetti westerns that came out during the '60s and early '70s. Yeah, the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. A few dollar, uh, fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. Hang 'em high, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they 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 were part of a movement of hyper um, or super realistic. Hyper, not super realistic. That's that's bad. That's that's not a way. It's hyper realism. So there's weird like there's gunfights, there's violence, there's blood. The gunfights are all really big and loud, and people shoot tons of bullets and hit things and don't hit things, and windows get broken and you know houses blow up and you know all kinds of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's blood that pours out of people, and some characters get shot a half a dozen times and don't die. Some characters get shot once and die, and you know that kind of like weird sort of yeah things like that happen in real life, but it's too it's it's overly dramatic, overly, like, oh, I'm dying, and, you know, it takes forever for some people to die, but it takes seconds for other people to get yeah. shot in the leg and die, kind of thing. Um, you know, horses, horses get tripped, but don't, but don't break anything or die. Yeah. You know, horses get shot, but they get up and walk, you know, because they're not really killing the horse, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff like that. Because they're horses. Well, yeah, but, but what happened is we had in, in cinema a long 
line of these kinds of action movies where the um, where this was the norm where this was the you know you go to an action movie and the hero puts a machine gun on his on his in his in the crook of his arm and has 200 rounds of ammunition and then chooses yeah. and then then shoots a thousand bullets yeah, yeah, yeah and never has to reload nobody ever re, you know very few people in this movie reloaded yeah you know if at all and, and you know the machine gun at the end of the at the end of this thing the box of ammunition on the end of that on that machine gun uh-huh must have run out of bullets a dozen times yeah because it's not a high capacity it's not you know that's a couple of hundred rounds fit in that box yeah and they shot thousands of rounds out of that machine gun you know yeah and killed hundreds of people and you know the very much the the scorpion and the ants thing but what this movie and several movies like it um started a trend towards and then and then ended with was a thing called the revisionist western Revisionist Western? The Revisionist Western. And you've already seen sort of the classic example of that. And it's actually on the list as one of the favorite movies that's coming up here in, I think, about a half a dozen films. Nice. Um, Unforgiven. Unforgiven? Yeah. Clint Eastwood movie from 1992 where he plays an aging gunfighter. Yes, the reluctant hero. And he goes and he's asked to go and clean out this town. Yeah. Shoot the people who had who had cut up a whore. Yeah. Okay. To to essentially revenge the, you know, to to, to because they weren't going to be brought to justice because after all she was just a whore, so they wanted they paid him to go and shoot them. Ah. Kill okay. Them, okay. But what that movie did, that this movie and movies of this era didn't do, is show the consequences of the violence. Yeah. That people didn't just die. Yeah. Shoot somebody, and they don't just die. They take a long time to die. And yes, it's a painful death, and they cry, and they shit themselves, and they do all those things. And then they talk about the the consequences of not just to the person that you shoot, yeah. as as uh, Clint Eastwood says in Unforgiven, you take away everything he's ever been and everything he's ever going to be. They take away. It talks about the consequences to the person who does the shooting as well, mm-hmm. and how much killing a man takes out of the man who killed him. You know, so that if without this and the significance, the true significance, I think of of the Wild Bunch and Fistful of Dollars and and uh, Good and the Bad and the Ugly, is that without that movie, without that series of movies, without that sort of reckless abandon, yeah. Of, Fuck yeah, we're shooting thousands of bullets and people are blood and shooting. Woo! You know, ah, we killed that woman and we killed that kid and there's cars blowing up and bridges yeah. and exploding horses and you know the train and, I want and an all this stuff. Horse. Without that, we don't get the later explorations of these subjects from a point of view that says, "Hey, wait a minute. Okay, this wasn't just guys going out and just." You know, blasting away at each other, and it was all fun and games. Yeah, these are real people, just like you and me, who got killed mm-hmm. or were killing people. Yeah, and it fucked them up. Yeah, that it it you know that that it actually has a toll, and from that we then trace the lineage even further into things like what's happening with superhero movies now. Yeah, where instead of a 
you know, hi, I'm I'm the local superhero, and my uniform is always clean, and I have clean, squiggly, you know, straightened out hair, and I'm gonna go punch through this wall over here. Don't worry, I'll be right back. Hang on, okay, Boosh. punch, punch. That you know, that you have consequences. That yeah. Even and superhero movies now are exploring things like, so yeah, you knock down that wall, and it kind of collapsed the building on that orphanage over there. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> you know, do we still have the loud explodey movies? Yes. Of course. Hell, we're just always going to The trailer have that. for Pacific Rim just got released, which looks like it's going to be a, a high dollar value explosive damage causing <laughs> giant. <laughs> we all, we, we as, the, as part of a. It's the foghorn of destruction. <laughs> as, as we, I would just like to point out that as a design flaw, part of the power core requires that we have a foghorn installed. <laughs> <laughs> And they still happen, and they do sometimes. Thank you. You're sometimes welcome. they 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 mm, don't they don't blend that that consequences of the action as well into the movie. I'm sorry, I can't at hear all. you over my rocket punching, <laughs> or at all. But but it's still there. It still informs the writers. It's still you can make a good you can make a an action hero superhero. Western hero movie mm-hmm. and explore things other than how many rounds can I shoot into the bad guys? Yeah, you know you can explore what the toll is on the human body of jumping from building to building, yeah. on a rope and bashing into things and falling and well, getting I punched mean, and yeah. you know, all these things that takes a toll out of a real human. Yeah, well, you know, didn't they say we're we're exploring these these things of you know we've had tragically football players who have been killing themselves recently, really that have been shooting themselves in the heart so that their heads are intact, so that their bo- their heads can be examined for damage. There's a couple of them done that in the last year, wow. year or two. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, that's a difficult thing to kind of fathom, but that's. And I won't say that that's necessarily, you know, a result of revisionist movies or or these things where we're constantly, you know, but even this, this national sport where grown men bash each other to pieces over a leather ball. Yeah. Which is so very important, exciting to so many people, has consequences. Mm -hmm. The people who are doing that are hurting themselves Mm -hmm. for lots of money, granted, you know, so whatever, but, but there's that sort of we're exploring these things and we're learning that everything has consequences. Yeah. You send people off to war half a dozen times over the course of ten years. Yeah. They come back hurt and broken. You know, you send people off once, they come back hurt and broken. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about that or deal with it or or, you know, we're starting to. We're better at it than we've been. We're not nearly where we need to be. Yeah. So those kinds of things can be explored in movies, can be explored, and, and just the talk, talking about the consequence. And you can still have it in the guise of, hey, it's Batman, and he's punching the Joker in the face. He has no cartilage in both his knees. And he has broken his knees and broken in his back and his, you know, all these other things. Yeah. So, because he's a real person inside of this shell that we're exploring the, the life of here. Yeah. 
is, you know, it's a fantasy story. So, you know, thank you, Sam Peckinpah, for making these movies. So we can do... So we can, we can then take what, what was shown there, deconstruct it, and examine it. Yeah. And say, okay, so, you know, what... What does it mean to the village of Mexicans who've just had the entire population of their, you know, yeah, they basically <laughs> the entire population their... just got wiped out because some general rolled in with his 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 automobile and his machine guns, yeah, killed everybody, yeah, you know, what what happens to the survivors that didn't get killed? Well, they kind of showed that at the end when they were kind of wa- when they were walking away. That yeah, that there were there were the three dudes with the machine gun, tripod, and ammunition. We're gonna take this. We're taking that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but that's, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think maybe this kind of contributes, like, this uh, this kind of this wave function of uh, the, uh, of movies? Where, like, it, there's a couple of years of, like, these really, these kind of, these kind of bad, like, shoot 'em up like, explosions and all that other shit with no consequences. Uh-huh. And then there's kind of, like... A couple more movies of, the, and then a couple years later, there's movies of, uh, you know, contemplation and you know, yeah, contemplation and seeing the consequences. And then there's another uptake of explosions and all that stuff. No consequences. Mm-hmm. Then consequences. No consequences. Yeah, and, and, kind of a wave function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. I think this, and this might not be. I think they happen at the same time too. They do happen at the same time, but it's it's starting to mesh together a little bit more. But do you think that there was kind of like this? There's like a significantly more amount of these, and I think it might have something to do with the people that are seeing these movies. I think I think even the movie well, it, may, it may very well be. I think even the in the days of the Wild Bunch being made and that sort of thing, there were there were films that were meditations on war and violence. You know, um, I still say that the silent um, All Quiet on the Western Front, which was made I think in 1933. Mm-hmm. Or, um, is still one of the best anti-war movies ever made. Yeah. And it's silent, and it's hard to watch, and it's just like, it's just one of those movies that just rips it right out. You're just like, here's your heart. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just, it's bleak. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get any bleaker than that. Wow. And then you have a movie like Platoon that we reviewed you know, a few weeks God, ago, platoon. that was supposed to be a huge anti-war statement, that basically turned out to be just, yeah, a war movie. It's a war movie, which had some moralizing in it, but overall, it just turned out to be a meh, war movie. A war movie. Yeah, you know, there, you know, and and so and so we have that. And sometimes the ones that are trying to moralize, they do, they do turn out to be not not as, you know. Morally, is like, oh well, we we did the we did the ultra violence, but we also had a scene where the hero was introspective and said, mm, "I really don't think I should be doing this," and it doesn't work. Well, platoon being a prime example, yeah, platoon like doesn't work. But there are some movies that it does work in. Um, yes, that's true. Unforgiven, Unforgiven, ultra violence, lots of blood, just blam shooting. You yeah. Know, uh, what was and it? waiting on the top of the rock to. <laughs> For the guy to die. Yeah. Ah, somebody give him some goddamn water. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So look at that. We ended up not talking about the wild bunch at the end. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get it. All right. Still though. 
out of context laughing. <laughs> uh, all right. Wild bunch. So hey, if we've said anything that you uh, agree with or disagree or disagree with, um, hit us up on the Twitter uh, at Mr. Bowen at the underscore fro. Yo, we're at uh, Gmail with uh, hundred of something at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, also, at Ketchup Guns uh, is a new thing that we'll be doing while we're we'll be live tweeting some of the movies from there. So follow that, and it should be should be kind of humorous. Do you think we should make that the official Twitter account instead of Hundred or something at Twitter? We could do that too. I mean, at Ketchup Guns, or I don't know, because we've got four accounts now. We do. We have lots and lots of stuff. So yeah. hey, that's what we're gonna do. We'll send out email Falcons uh, to all the. All the podcasts, yes, in the area to let them know that uh, the official, the official hundred of some movie thing podcast Twitter account is going to be at Ketchup Guns. Yes, that sound awesome. That sounds pretty awesome. All right, so uh, in the coming weeks, we are going to be changing hosts for our podcast. So we will be there will be some weirdness, but we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We'll let you know, and we'll put up announcements on the uh, current website. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move over to some different hosting stuff. Yes. Um, also, so it should straighten out our RSS feed, which is kind of fucked up, and there's no really clean way to put it. Um, we're on iTunes. Yes. So look at us, look us up, 100 of something on iTunes. Yes. Uh, and we'll be having a, uh, we'll be putting up a Facebook page here shortly. It's actually kind of up now, but it's kind of blank. So like us on Facebook. Please. If you can find us. Yeah. We're at facebook.com slash 100 of something. Okay. Just pretty cool, because I couldn't get Mr. Bowen on my Facebook thing. Yeah, what's up with that? I, I just, I waited too long. Must have been. I did. I did. Because you, you've got Mr. Bowen for everything else. For a lot else. of stuff. I everything know. else. It's like, <laughs> wow, know. damn. But, uh, yeah, so that's all, that's all well and good. And uh, we're going to be, we're going to be shifting up the format a little bit on the podcasts. Uh, we're going to do front load some of our contact information and stuff um, here shortly. And so I'm announcing that at the end of this one. So. <laughs> 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 Nobody's really listening uh, right now. Uh, is is my <laughs> it's my thought. But if you do not. listen to the end, Wild Bunch. Oh, also, uh, next uh, next week is the um, what is it that's coming up next? Oh, another silent. Oh, really? Yeah, Charlie Ooh. Chaplin film. Oh, awesome. Modern Times. Uh, wait, what? Oh, yes! Modern Times, sweet. Sweet. Yep. So, uh we'll get we'll get to have we'll get to have uh, at the fro here, Andrew. He's going to he's going to uh shake his head and say, "What? Seriously? A silent movie made in 1936?" And uh we are going to say collectively as fans of this podcast, "Well, yeah, 